hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're checking out Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Welcome to the podcast review show hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com. This is where people come on to basically better their show. They want somebody to spot that low-hanging fruit so we can say, hey, that needs a little polish. But also, more importantly, find out those things you're doing right so you can do more of those. And joining me, as always, from Podcast Talent Coaches, Eric K. Johnson. Eric, how are you, buddy? Hey, Dave. Great to see you again. Can't wait to dig into another great show and uh, looking forward to reviewing this one. Today, we are joined by Dr. Brad Miller. Uh, you can find him at drbradmiller.com. He hosts the uh, uh, fantastic Beyond Adversity with uh, Dr. Brad Miller podcast. He helps people navigate adversity to discover their promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Dr. Brad, thanks for joining us tonight. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen, for letting me be here in your uh, in your presence. Dave and Eric, big fan of both of yours. And looking forward to digging into uh, what we can do to help me get better so I can help be better influence and impact on people who need, uh, who need to hear this message. So one of the first things we always ask is kind of who is the show for and uh, like kind of who's your target audience and then also why you're doing this. Well, my show is comes out of my own experience, but I have my own image of who it's for. Uh, I call them uh, Bud and kind of like Earbud in the sense of Bud and uh, and Betty, and uh, that's my kind of my you know my uh, created uh, listener audience there. But basically, they are folks in their mid fifties, professional folks who are maybe a teacher or a school administrator or a pastor. I'm a retired pastor myself and, and, uh, but who have maybe a couple of grown kids, but they, a couple of grandkids, but they have had, you know, good professional life, but that they now are dealing with and have always dealt with the certain things that can kind of put them in the ditch. And that's what I call adversities that everybody has to face. But that's kind of my target audience. The adversities are the things that can waylay us if we let them to, I divide them in the, I, I call them the five D's of adversity, depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And how some of those things, or if not all of them can put us in the ditch. And I like to think of myself as providing some uh, context and some direction and some coaching to help them navigate through that to get to a better place, a place I like to call the place of peace and prosperity and purpose 
So I've had my own experiences on all those things as well. And I, I even a number of years ago, I got a doctoral degree in transformational leadership. So I've always been interested in the process people use to get beyond whatever they are stuck in to get to a better place. So that's what I'm all about. Brad does a good job of explaining. I like he's got his little, the three P's and the five D's and it's, it's, it's catchy. So uh, what we're going to listen to is the, uh, the first bit of the show here. Change your mindset to change the trajectory of your life for the better. With Cliff Ravenscraft, the Mindset Answer Man, on episode number 238 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I, the, and so the transformation, Brad, was realizing that, wait a second, I've spent a decade over here as an associate pastor preaching, leading Bible studies, having a handful of meaningful conversations here and there. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to belittle any of the experiences. There was some pretty incredible things I had the opportunity to do to be of support to others. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity. And we'll stop it there. Uh, Eric, I'll let you go first. You know, I, I thought it was really cool that you introduced Cliff and then played the clip of him. I hear so many podcasts uh, start with that excerpt from the show and it's really taken out of context and doesn't really make a lot of sense at most at the beginning of most shows i really like the way that you intro cliff uh and then play the clip because it doesn't just drop cliff in without any setup it's the first time i've heard somebody do that and uh, i really appreciated that and i thought the uh recorded intro for the show was brief and solid really told people what they get and how they benefit from the show and then we got right into it. So um, even though there were four pieces with your intro, Cliff's excerpt, the show intro, and then back into you intro again, it felt like it had some energy and moved fairly quickly. And, and I enjoyed it. I was, yeah, I, was, I was concerned about the modulation there, the music and the everything there. It seemed to be a little out of whack to me, but uh, I'm no. pretty critical of myself. Yeah, it felt good to me. Okay. Yeah. Is that Jeff Brown, by the way? That's Jeff Brown, right? Okay. When I heard that, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Jeff Brown. So yeah, the only thing that, and like my job here is to nitpick. I think I've come across this is because I know you at the beginning of the show. I'm, to me, if I, we play this just again, just the beginning. Change your mindset to change the trajectory of your life for the better. With Cliff Ravenscraft, the mindset answer man. Now, on one hand, you're really enunciating the words because you want to make a point. But to me, when I heard it, I'm like, what's wrong with Brad? Because I know that's <laughs> not how you talk. I also had a cold then. Just for ah, okay. Maybe he's, he's um, trying to get a breath in. Well, I'm not trying to make too many excuses, but I, you, if you listen to the whole thing, I hear myself breathing 
heavy and sniffing it and things like that. And, uh, but please did pick a way. That was the, that was the only thing I was kind of like, I, I agree with everything Eric said. I thought the music was fine. It, it sets kind of the tone. I thought the music was, uh, that's the other thing I thought that kind of fits this, the show. Cause it's not, you know, super upbeat, but it's not downbeat. It's, it's kind of got this cool. Um, I know you have a, some background in radio, so I thought it's, this sounds like something I would hear on, you know, Saturday morning on a FM station somewhere, you know, here's, you know, with Dr. Brad, here he is kind of thing. So, um, other than that, I thought it was great and it was short. It's a minute and 15 and boom, you're, you're into it. The, the one thing I've noticed if, if somebody said, okay, well, what was the one thing that, that as I sat back, but you do a table of contents about two or three times. And by that you said, Hey, today we're going to do, sometimes I call this how the sausage was made. You said, Mm -hmm. Hey, Cliff is doing this this week. We're going to talk about such and such. And then in a future episode, we're going to talk about such and such. And then another episode after that is going to be that, which is fine to kind of tease people. Hey, this is what's going on. I believe you did that either two or three times. And it was kind of like, I got it the first time. I put and, that in my I put that on in my own notes, which I made here. <laughs> Too redundant. Shut up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Was you you say at the end what you're about. You know, now I see here in Eric's notes, you like the fact that he teased the episodes. So yeah, he, yeah. At the beginning he sets it up. Uh he sets up the show. We're gonna talk to Cliff today. He got good stuff for you, and then he does his housekeeping. So, Brad, you come in and you do the this week is this, next week is that. It's a three-part series with Cliff. And then uh, the fourth episode, you're going to do your takeaways. And then you uh, did a call to action. You you uh, enticed people to um, go grab your, your lead magnet over on your website. But then at the end, you did it again. And I liked it. I thought, you know, let's remind people to come back because I'm a big proponent of uh, incorporating people previous episodes into your show and teasing upcoming episodes to get people to listen. Cause that's how you get people to binge your show and grow your downloads. So I didn't mind you repeating it. I thought it was smart and uh, will grow your downloads in the long run. Okay. So that you mean at the end of the whole episode, when I go through the whole uh, process, yeah, when you, when you go yeah. through it again. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. You have a thing here. Um, well, we'll jump to that. We'll, we'll get to the call to action at the end. The interview itself was, here's the hard part for me. I know this story already. Like I've heard Cliff talk about this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Per nauseum. So it was kind of hard to listen as a, a first time person. Eric, have you heard Eric, uh, Cliff's story before? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) If you stand next to Cliff, he will tell you a story. (laughs) As have I many times before, but, uh, but I want, but my listeners not haven't necessarily heard it. Right, that's true. Obviously, that yep. otherwise, why have him on the show? Right, yeah. Brad. Your challenge with this interview, as we dig into it, is that Cliff is a podcaster. Uh, he's a speaker and a presenter. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to tell his story. Um, but he wants to tell his story, and as much as you uh, want to guide him in a particular direction. Cliff is going in one direction and it's, and it's challenging for you to um, get him to mold into what you want the episode to be. Hence the three part interview, <laughs> like yeah. the interview over three episodes. 
because well, it, uh, went, you, it went way over an hour and I just decided I wanted to include most of it. I cut a little bit out, but uh, I decided I wanted to include most of it. So I did the three parts, which I'd never done the three parter before. I've done plenty of two parters. Yeah. And there part. are a few spots in there where you try and get him back on track that will point out. Uh, and I thought you did a, a decent job at it, but I'll give you some tips and tricks on All right. how to yeah. keep him rolling in the right direction. You did have a nice transition here to the interview. If we would click here. I also know the last uh, several years you have been really focused on mindset, the mindset answer man, and particularly how that uh, is a part of a training and coaching and influence of people who are going through transitions. And that leads me to think that you've gone through some transitions yourself and that you've had some really pivotal moments. Can we talk about that for just a minute? Some of the pivotal changes you made, particularly as it relate to profound transformation. There's a no So uh, to me, I thought that was just a cool, like, Hey, you're kind of giving a little bit of background as to, okay, why is Cliff here? So you've, you've let your audience know, Hey, I've seen this guy speak. I know he's done this. I've know he's done that. And then you did a, a transition there straight from like, Hey, speaking of transitions, you know, uh, and then you just set him on his way. That was one thing I, I thought was just a nice smooth. It wasn't like, and now I'm going to ask you questions. It was just a nice transition that way. I liked so your I, first question. It wasn't tell me about yourself like most people <laughs> ask. So I appreciated that, that you got into it. A couple things I would have changed with this. You, you didn't need to introduce Cliff again. You already yeah. did that in your uh, post-production uh, when you recorded the intro. What I typically do when I interview guests is I say, Brad, thanks for being here. I'm going to do your bio and introduce you and all of that good stuff in post-production. So when we hit record here, I'm just going to roll right into the questions. And so they go, okay, great. And when, so I hit record, I go, Brad, thanks for being here. He goes, Hey, great to see you, buddy. And then I ask the first question, like we're off and running. Yep. So I would have adjusted that intro a little bit. And the second thing is Cliff's a talker. He, he likes to talk. So you're, tell me a little bit about that. Well, you just opened the door for Cliff to ramble for five minutes yep. and he did. So I would have made the question a little more direct and like, what was the first transition you went through? Or tell me about your transition from uh, being IT to being insurance guy, like get him focused on, on that particular thing. Because after you ask this question and he goes on for five minutes, uh, literally, it's hard, come it's back hard in, to rein him in. Yeah. Yeah. You come back in and try and rein him in. Uh, but your challenge is, your questions are a little too, a little too open and conversational, which usually works when you have just average Joe sitting across from you. But when you have somebody who likes to talk, uh, you, you need to kind of keep them focused with more pointed and specific questions. Appreciate that. If you look at the cliff story, the whole thing, the, the part that's like, holy cow, I wonder what happens next, which to me is the key ingredient of a story is not in this episode because the stakes, the parts I always use the example of stakes of saying, Hey, I always travel with a picture of my grandmother. It's in my suitcase. And when I went to wherever I went to, I got there and I lost the picture of my grandma. Okay. Well, it's not, but if I say, and that's the only picture I have of her mm. now, the stakes have gone up and I was never worried about cliff in this episode. Oh, okay. I'm a successful sales guy. And oh my gosh, I might be a pastor. And if this fails, I'll go back to my really successful uh, insurance thing 
and then he becomes a pastor for 10 years and seems to be having a good time at it. And then he gets this another opportunity. And, and I never was worried about Cliff in terms of like overcoming adversity. I'm like, yeah, this guy's just trying to figure out what he wants to be when he grows up. I, yeah. So it's never, not that it's a bad story, but the, the real Cliff story is when he does eventually go all in on podcasting and makes $11,000 his first year. So that's and, where I would have started the story. Yeah. And that happens actually in the second episode, second which, we're, yeah. which we're not reviewing here today. So, so uh, to me, this is where, again, kind of knowing the story, well here, like there's a, a spot here I have where he was talking about being a pastor. And I just, I will work here for as long as you want until I'm offered an opportunity to become a full-time pastor because in 1996, going all the way back to when I was 18 years old, I felt... So right there, that's kind of a key cliff thing. Like, he's going to give you the backstory. And so my thought was, we know that eventually he's going to go and say, I don't want to be a pastor anymore. So why do we need this much detail about him being a pastor? Because in the end, we know that's not really the story. So as much as you made it a three-parter, you have to look at it and go, okay, here's the story. Where's the transition, the real transition? What I'm hearing you say, there wasn't enough compelling transitional, um, as you said, higher stakes type of thing. Yeah, so I, it, was, it was kind of a linear thing rather than a uh, well, compelling well, thing. You, what are the five Ds again? It's, five Ds are uh, depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. So which one of those was Cliff? Well, I'd say depression, basically, but it was uh, not. Okay. It was not in the deep dark, you know, jump off the cliff, <laughs> cliff thing. I, I, no pun intended. <laughs> but a bump. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it it just, and I don't know if that's because I already knew the story that I was kind of like, and I was waiting for the okay, you know, and then when I I get to the end and it's like, oh, it's going to be in the next episode. Eric, did you have any thoughts on that in terms of like? shaping the story and, and were you pulled into to Cliff's story? I, I wasn't necessarily pulled in because again, I've heard it as well, you know, right. trying to get out of uh, his parents' insurance business, you know, as a storyteller, I think Cliff could do a better job of, you know, mm. insurance was sucking the life out of me because he does. He goes, well, I realized that, the scope of my service to others was being limited because I was only a pastor over a small church where I could be on a mission to help thousands and thousands of people. But he touches on that struggle in about two sentences and then he moves on. And then I was hugely successful over here. Like the he doesn't live in the struggle enough as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. So as you're listening to him, tell the story, that's an opportunity for you to jump in. Like if Dave had said that, I would say, hold on a minute, Dave, when you realize that, like what was going through your head? What did that feel like? Like, what was that doing to your motivation? When he said I was a podcaster and I got up to 300 pounds because I was just sitting behind the computer all day, I would interrupt and say, how, how did you feel? What, what was your mindset at that time? Let's live in that pain for a minute before we jump into, and then I thrived because then the contrast between the two make the story more enjoyable. Live in the pain a little bit, kind of. And what happens oftentimes, is, as you two gentlemen know, is many of the people I talk to who have some adversity, 
they are not quite as verbose as Cliff. And so I have to uh, more opportunities to get in there and to dig around a little bit. So live and learn. Yeah. Get in there, get in there with Cliff and, yeah. uh, what? and dig you, around. You did a, a decent job. You tried. Uh, here's a, a quick clip of that. Leaps of faith and overcoming fear as well. And that's the theme I'd kind of like to touch with you here is how faith and fear come into play as you talk about these transitions. But please keep going. Then the next transition that happened was I, first of all, that led me into this thing here. And if you're listening by audio, I'm pointing to a little logo on my microphone. So you tried. (laughs) You're like, hey, I'd like you to talk about this and that, to which point he kind of didn't. Um, and there was a spot a little earlier where you even said, I'd like to do like a really quick overview of this and then we'll dive into it deeper. And he yeah, just, it wasn't he's that a train, quick. Yeah. He's yeah. a train on a track. Just I'm heading in one direction and here's yeah. what you get. So there are three kinds of people that you'll interview. You'll interview people who give you like two word answers. You'd say, man, how did that make you feel? And they go really good. <laughs> Been there. And it, yeah. Like, and you right. So it's like pulling teeth, trying to interview them. And then you'll interview people like Cliff who get on a roll and five minutes later, they're coming up for a breath and you're finally getting a chance to jump in. And then there are those people who are like a great tennis partner and it's a great volley back and forth. It's a little of you, a little of them. It's a great conversation. It's got momentum. It moves forward. So you have to uh, develop the skill and the talent to be able to interview all three of those people and recognize which one you have across from you early on in the interview so you can jump in and help control the conversation in a way that that it needs to be. If it's a great tennis partner, there's very little for you to do. Just ask great follow-up questions and have a great conversation. And those come pretty pretty naturally, and it takes a little more intuitiveness to uh, see the other ways and to hone the talent to jump in there. Yeah, it's a it's an art interrupting somebody without being rude. Mm-hmm. You know, if Dave's on a roll, I go, hold on a second, Dave. I, I will, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to ask you about that part right there that you just said, how does that like, let's talk about that and let's focus deep into that or, or man, that's amazing. Let me hold on. Let me ask you about how did that get you into podcasting? And they like, let's yeah. fast forward to the, I launched the podcast. I don't need to hear how many days of the week you worked at the insurance agency. Let's right. move forward. Yeah. yeah, I I had someone today I was interviewed and they the question was who is this product for? And we were talking about a couple different things and we both of us slowly kind of drifted away from that that question. And so she said, "Yeah, that's good advice especially when we're thinking about who this is for." And I I kind of thought in my head, "Oh, that's that was really cool, really slick, very subtle, but a polite way of her to going, "Hey, we drifted. Let's get back to the the yeah. question. So okay. you think I should have uh, done something in editing there, you know, should I've just edited out part of his monologue there and just tightened up the whole thing there. Yeah. Uh, There's a there, part where he starts repeating himself where you asked him to get to the point and he goes, yeah, yeah. But like I said, and then he starts saying what he just said. So that, again. Could, that could have been an edit point there. Yeah. Whenever somebody says, like I said, that means here, I'm getting ready to repeat myself. So you don't need to listen to any of this. Because I do struggle a little bit editing for content. I'm decent editing, you know, for sound and so on. And I do, you know, wonder and think about how can I edit this for content? Yeah. And some of this doesn't mean you're cutting out giant chunks. Like I have an example here where he's, he's talking. It might, well, we'll see who's talking to others. 
I now made the transition to insurance work. This, I see this as my calling. I see this as my mission. Not so he could, we could have stopped right there. I see this as my mission, but we had another 10 seconds. Insurance wasn't my mission. Insurance wasn't my calling, but being of service always has been. It just went from, I'm going to fulfill that calling through pastor role. And now I'm fulfilling it as insurance agent role. So we didn't really need that. It wasn't. So I could have cut out 10 to 20 seconds there and just condensed the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, it always sounds weird because there are times when I'll cut out five seconds here and another 10 seconds here and one second here, you know, here. And by the end, you're like, wow, I just saved my audience three minutes. And it, so it's not really the time as it is, at least for me, it's the flow. Mm-hmm. And when people are repeating themselves, you're like, yeah, we heard this. Yeah, we heard this. So Yeah, it's the pace and the momentum. In talk radio, they call it the call circle. Because they get on and the the caller will say their piece and then the host will have a little rebuttal and then the the caller will have their second piece and then the the second rebuttal comes along and eventually the caller goes, Well, you know, like I said, it the mayor doesn't know what he's doing. Right. That that just closed the call circle. That hit the top of the your goal is to get out of the call before they get to the top of the call. So Eric, are you saying there's certain kind of keywords or buzzwords? Or flags they should look for, as you just said, like I said, yep. things like that. I could be looking for those types of things. Yes, before absolutely. I before I answer that is one. I had somebody say that to me. I said I asked them a very poignant question. I'm like, what do you think about such and such? And they're like, well, before we talk about that, I want to talk about such and such. And, well, in that case, they're just like, hey, I know you want to go here. I want to go here, and I let her go, and none of that made it to the audience. I was like, okay. You know, it's so one of the things I do is I listen to the question I asked and then I really start to listen. Where did they start to answer the question? Because a lot of people think you need the backstory and they will give it to you. And many times they'll give you the entire backstory when you can listen and you can say, like you asked him, like, what was a transition that you went through? And he went through a whole thing and he finally said, you know, when I was, he started talking about insurance, but he gave you a whole lot of, you know, going back to 1996, like, yeah. so listen for like, when does he really start to answer the question? Because he's, de- he's detailed about the dates and time, yeah. you know, what happened in his family and what have you back then. So, yeah. Yeah. So you asked the question at, at five minutes and 47 seconds. Now, again, it's not the end of the world here, but like it took him, well, here, here's what he said, basically. Profound transformation. There's a number of them that come to mind, and I'll try to just briefly cover them. And if you want me to go in depth on any of these, feel free to lead me in that direction. Hasn't answered the question yet. But I also could have taken as a cue to go in depth on something. You think that? Well, I'm just pointing out he hasn't answered the question yet. I see. Okay. So if we keep going. A couple of major pivotal directions. Back in 1996, that could be a beginning, right? So if you think about it, can you tell me about one of the pivotal life-changing things? And he says, back in 1996, that's the beginning of the answer. It could be, um, you know, and again, I I feel like I'm nitpicking because I'm picking out, you know, it's, we saved 10 seconds, but I'm really looking forward, like, when does the when does the answer start? And he's kind of giving you 
almost like a if this was text it's parentheses it's like hey okay. if you want i'll do this and and let me know if you want me to go in depth which is funny because the whole time your guy going can we go more shallow yeah and he's he's kind of ignoring that so you know to me again does him giving you uh kind of like hey let me know if you need this or that the audience doesn't need to hear that so that's the stuff i cut out it's and i I always get the feeling when I tell somebody, well, you could have cut that out. That doesn't mean that like your audiences, their ears are bleeding and they're screaming. It's just, they don't need that. So right. the more we can get to the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, so part of what I'm hearing you say is if I done a little more content editing, this may not have been a three part series. It might've been a two part one or perhaps even one. If I could have just been a little better job of editing for content and get to cut to the chase on the whole topic well, here. What you can do too is I uh, heard a thing about Jordan Harbinger, who's gets a gazillion downloads an episode and his audience caught him out on it. They said, we noticed there are times when you kind of talk too much and it's where he's explaining something. And he goes, what has happened? He goes, before you go accusing me here, he goes, often a guest will give me a six minute answer. And he goes, and it's not a bad answer but it doesn't need to be six minutes. So he will then go back in and do something like yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right. And he summarized that six minute answer into about 20 seconds. And right. then that guy's answer uh, is now a, agreeing with Jordan's summary. So right. there are times when, you know, you can, uh, you can take away somebody's story, not that we want to take away their story, but we can by saying it up front, like you could have said, you know, Cliff is the podcast mindset man. And uh, he started off in his family insurance business and then wasn't sure he wanted to do that. In fact, he told his parents he wasn't. And then he was an associate pastor for 10 years and he thought he'd be happy with that. But each time he transitioned, he got in front of a bigger audience but wait till you hear what happened when he got into podcasting. So, Dave, am I, am I hearing you say that you're suggesting to kind of do an NPR kind of a cut in where I add uh, add uh, my synopsis of the situation, you know, in post? Yeah, it's it's here's the transition. Here's the here's the interesting part. Yeah. How far back do we have to go to make that interesting? Okay. And so for yeah. me, I always try to go back is is as little as possible. And, and not that that part that you know, the, the insurance and the, the preacher thing are, are not significant. It shows his background. Uh, Eric, you look deep in thought. <laughs> when I was learning storytelling, the, my, my storytelling coach always said, start as close to the event as you can. So only back up from the event far enough to provide the context that needs to be provided. Do okay. we really need to know that Cliff was in IT and went to his parents' real estate or uh, insurance agency to set up their computers? Does that really play a part in in the conversation? If it does, then then keep it in. But to Dave's point, you may not need to do an NPR style where you jump in and you say, "Wait till you hear what happened next," and you let right. it roll into it. You might frame it as a question. You, you know, you could just take out your question and the first three minutes of his answer and say, yeah, but but after you worked in insurance, you know, you were finding that was sucking the life out of you. 
You had went on to launch these incredibly successful podcasts, became the podcast answer man. How did that lead you to being a pastor? And then into wherever his answer starts, he could say, well, you know, after launching successful podcasts and speaking to 600 million people or whatever he says, you know, that's when I discovered that it was, it too was limiting my reach and I could become a pastor. So you just go in and re-record it and re-record your question, your, your synopsis question into his edited answer. Okay. So just take yeah. you all out too. Yeah. I've uh, well, and speaking of editing, when I do an interview, a lot of times it is a conversation and I will almost always cut out me more than the, the guest because they've said something and I will be like, Oh my God, let me tell you about this one time. It was amazing. And yeah. we're swapping stories and whatever they said the first time was not hard to understand. And I'm here to spotlight the guest, not me. And so a lot of times I will pull me out. And then if there was something I really want to share, I'll do that at the end in a summary of the interview. And during the interview, you can always pause and go, uh, Dave, I got to apologize. I probably should have mentioned this up front. What I'd really like is to have your story be rather brief and succinct. And let's just hit the highlights because once we're done with the story, I really want to dive into specific transitions and pieces right. that you encountered. So if we could get through this part in a couple minutes, then we can really dive into the transitional pieces and your motivation. Why? Rather than making it a sequential, you know, two hour story. Cause I really like my episodes to be about 30 minutes. Can you think we can make that happen? And interesting enough, most of my interviews, I do a pre-interview where I basically go over that. I say, I'd like you to set up your adversity, whatever it is, and give me your point by point process. You got through it and the results. And so most time it works out. Okay. In this case, you know, it was, unique in its own way. Yep. But I also want to just touch on something here with both of you guys that it says, it seems to me it's a little bit of a debate uh, podcasting community. Here's you're talking about, you know, kind of a highly edited type of interview. And yet I've heard other people say, you know, it kind of breaks the natural flow. You need to have the, you know, you need to have the natural human interaction uh, in there and basically not do much editing. What's your guys' take on the two sides of that debate? That's bad editing in some cases, I think is why people say that, because there are pauses. Like if somebody goes, wow, that's a good question. You know, it might be this. Okay, that pause lets the audience know that that person is thinking. What I hear a lot of times is somebody will go, that's a good question. I think it was this. And they, they're cutting out all the pauses and all the they cut out things to where all of a sudden their voice gets low and high. And it's just, that's just bad editing. And that I agree. There are times when I will try to edit something. And before I hit go, I go back about three seconds and listen and go, can I tell that's edited? And if the answer is yes, I leave it in. I go, hold on. I'd rather have the um and you know, and whatever else it is because people talk that way. But if it's something that I can edit out, it makes the guest or myself sound smarter and it doesn't sound like an edit. It stays. The so, pause also lets your audience predict what's going to happen next, and it gives their mind time to catch up to the conversation. So I'm not a big fan of scrubbing your audio clean and sterilizing it from all of the ums and the uhs and the gaps. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about if there's two minutes of conversation that really has not, very little to do with the topic at hand, let's take that out. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff. I used to be much more picky, and I will go if I go. Um, I think such and such. I'll take that out because it's easy to go select delete. But if I go, I think it was next Tuesday. That's staying in. So I go for low hanging fruit. Or if it's, I know a lot of times on my other show at the beginning, for whatever reason, myself and my co-host always get into the weather or something or whatever because we're trying to transition to the sponsor and we're trying to like it's just oh, yeah. always awkward and nine times out of ten that goes right on it's in the video i'm not gonna edit that but the audio i'm like yeah that's let's just again let's get to the content as quickly as we can so okay. i edit that out so it's i always just go and a lot of times in my software i can kind of put a little marker like here's the question and here's the answer and i just look at i take the whole podcast i'm like let's just look at this block does that deliver value to the audience? And if it does, it stays. And if it doesn't, that's ultimately yeah. what it's about value to the audience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's just another example. Again, not sure we need this much detail. Let them ask you some questions. You can tell them your story, your heart. And sure enough, I did that. They confirmed cliff. You're definitely supposed to be an elder in the church. You're meant to be a pastor. This is God's calling on your life. So really he said, you know, I think before that he had said in the, the, elders or whatever said, Oh, absolutely. You should be a pastor. And then there's like, you know, another 10, 15 seconds of him saying, Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, yeah, we get it. They said you should be a pastor. The same story again, basically. Right. Yeah. It's just, and really it's just a lot of that. Just, I was like, okay. And again, I, I think it's a hindrance. I know where the real story is and we're nowhere near it yet. And Cliff is just taking his good old sweet time to, uh, to get there. (laughs) Okay, so here are, it's you doing a recap. Next time on episode number 239, we're going to talk some specifics about how to free your dream in order to expand and to live the life of your dreams. We're going to talk about how he faced his fears and got over that. So a few key takeaway points from our conversation with Cliff today. He talked about a calling about a calling on both a personal and a spiritual level. He talked about the faith factor here in his life. He was part of a a church and a faith-based environment, but his calling did not lead him to be, as a pastor, his calling led him into more of the public sector in the insurance world and then then podcasting. And then later on, we'll talk about here, uh, teaching about mindset. And then also his change of mindset also had to do with his change of his physical health. A very important element here. You can't do much of anything if you don't have proper energy and proper health in your life. And he let that part of his life go. And then he had to work hard to gain control of his health. So I thought that was a nice bonus because it wasn't so much. It it was like, here's why you need to do this kind of thing. Because anytime you're trying to educate adults, you know, if you have a, bunch of two-year-olds and you say two plus two is four they're like okay but if you say that to an adult they're like well wait why <laughs> adults love to know why sure. that's and also so, the, that's also one of the cringier parts of this episode for me because i can hear myself swallowing my words and things like that and uh, well you had a cold i yeah. I, I, I had my notes here i have in nitpicky corner i'm like you know what's up with the breathing yeah. um and i was just gonna tell you to move your mic or something but uh that yeah. that explains a lot because that's tough when you got to breathe through your mouth because there are no other options. Yeah, it's one of those things where I had it for like a month too, and uh, so whatever. The 
the thing I thought was interesting, or I was, because you were talking about, you hinted, you said, hey, we're going to hear what his process was to move through this. And I was like, that's kind of the part I wanted to hear. And so it's in episode, the next one, but I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure that's what people for this show normally tune yeah. in for right. is the, and his process was, I had a calling and I was like, well, not everybody's going to have a calling to get out of debt. Uh, maybe they, right. You're going to hit rock bottom. Um, you know, so I, I kind of got it. I was trying to think of what did you say they were bud and, and who bud and Betty, bud yeah. and Betty. But let's get to your, your call to action here at the end of the show. Life. We're here to help. We have over 230 episodes of this podcast at drbradmiller.com and at drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way. That was one. I'm going to stop there. I had to listen to that twice. Are you saying 40 day way? Yes. Okay. Because it's one of those where I think we know our brand. So when we say, we say schoolofpodcasting.com because we're used to saying it a million times. But I, there were, the first time I heard that, I'm like, what did he just say? .com slash 40 day way is where you can find your ACTS plan guide. ACTS stands for A is for action, the C to connect with a higher power, the T to think with discipline, and the S to serve others with love. And how can you do that? We can be helpful to you. I always feel a little about helping you. To Go ahead. I always feel a little awkward when I'm doing that one because I do the... And I, I'm trying to figure out a better way to doing it. Maybe you guys can help me here on this to do, you know, here's my website where the podcast lives and here's the, uh, you know, the lead magnet place. So I would just send them to the lead magnet. They're already here on the podcast. Okay. They're, they're already listening to it wherever they're listening. So uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast, uh, this podcast, I'd love to have you subscribe. Uh, but if you really want to go deep, I have a great tool for you. My 40 day way. You can get that over at uh, drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way and go download that there. That's the real, because if you can get them on your email list, then you can email them every time you have a new episode out yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're you, already listening to the show. So they're already somewhere where they can find the episodes. All right. I know when I listen to Eric's show, a lot of times you will have a specific worksheet for the topic. And I forget where I heard you talk about this, Eric. And I was like, that's a really good point. As much as we want people to to follow and subscribe, if you get them on their email list, you can ask them to subscribe every time you send them an email. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. And they're, it's a clickable thing, too. So if you're like, oh, by the way, if you're not a follower of the show, click here. And so, uh, you know, a, a lead magnet is so many people say, oh, I, I want ratings and reviews. It helps me get found. Well, number one, per Apple it doesn't help you get found. And then other people say it's social proof. And I don't, I don't argue that it's social proof, but you know what else is social proof? A nice, big, fat, juicy email list. <laughs> and so, and that one's much more valuable than Jim mom 37 says, great show. Love the host. So I'm a big fan of, of email lists. Uh, let's continue on with the call to action here. To grow through what you go through. We're here to be helpful. So remember, Next time, we'll be uh, Cliff's going to be sharing with us about how to free your dream, episode 240, about how to uh, not only free your dream, but decide to live alive in your life. In episode 241, I'm going to be uh, sharing a little bit from my perspective about how to defeat those who want to kill your dreams. And we'll mention Dr. Martin Luther King and the uh, 
in the talk I want to give in a, in a few episodes here. Glad you're here with us. Remember to check out uh, Cliff's uh, his website, which is free the which is mindsetanswerman.com slash free, which is where you can get a video of how to live the life of your dreams. You're going to find it extremely helpful. We're here to be helpful to you. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. Until we meet again, remember to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. I'm having a little cringe moment there because I felt like the music was too much. No. I I was, uh, you know. I thought it was fun. The the only thing I heard that I would do, because for me, I always like to kind of point people to my brand is you could say, Hey, the link to get Cliff's video and his free, whatever the heck he was giving away. Just look in the description for this episode. It's out at the website, drbredmiller.com, as opposed to sending somebody completely away from your website. I would say it's available. Go to the website. Cause if they want it, they're going to go there. It's just another chance for you to say drbredmiller.com again. Um, yeah, and yeah. again, that's not a huge mistake. It's, uh, but to me, I'm like, I always want to keep people going back to my website. And if they like Cliff, you've just given them a reason to go to your website. And while they're there, they might click on the thing to get Cliff's thing. And while they're there, they might also sign up for your newsletter or anything sure. else. Uh, Eric, what were your thoughts there at the end of the show? Yeah, I like the, uh, the recorded close because it had your nice call to action in there that was all wrapped up nice and neat. And, uh, I agree with Dave. I would have sent them to the show notes in order to get the link to cliffs. Um, I did appreciate you only had uh, two calls to action, you know, not 13 that we hear a lot of times. So uh, it was basically uh, find the archives over at drbradmiller.com and subscribe to the show. So I, that was the, in the recorded uh, close. So just left people with a nice tidy to do list and sent them on their way. So I liked it. I, I appreciated the close. I, lo- I really like the recap of, of what you did. And a little piece that we didn't play before the recap started was um, the way Cliff started getting into the juicy part of the interview and it kind of stopped. And you said, we'll get into that next time. I thought that was a, a great little tease to the next episode to get people to come back again. So I thought the ending was solid. Yeah. I, I was trying to find that clip and it actually, that was because when it stopped, I was like, oh, that's the part. <laughs> that's the part I wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. So well, it, it, I was trying to do that intentionally, you know, in a yeah. way, because uh, I just decided the first of the year, that's from January uh, to, I wanted to do these two parters. I actually wanted to do three part episodes where I would take kind of the uh, person there, basically their adversity. What was the problem? What was the situation? And episode one, episode two would be how they solved it. But what the results of an episode three might take you know, my re- my view of it. And I did several episodes, several series of episodes that way. And that was kind of one of my first attempts to do that. 
Interesting. I'm I'm trying to think about that. The bumper sticker is, and it's harsh. This is from uh, Joe Polizzi, who does uh, his book is Marketing Inc. And he says, people don't care about you, which just sounds so harsh, but people don't care about you until you give them a reason to care. And so if somebody just gave me an episode of somebody's story without any adversity or, again, making me wonder, I wonder what's going to happen next, I'm not sure I would care. Because again, what's in it for me? I'm like, well, it was Susan and she lives in Poughkeepsie and, you know, she has three kids and she's a little uh, having a hard financial time, but okay. Like what's the takeaway? So I'm not sure if just the story of somebody, you know, you kind of have to have that, um, you know, again, usually a good story has a transition. And so all you're doing is you're stretching it over three episodes and, I'm not sure episode one would pull me in enough. It did at the very end when with the thing with Cliff that I was like, Oh, I want that's I want to hear episode number two, but I had to wait till the very end of episode one to know that, Oh, I just listened to the wrong episode. So it's also uh, a little bit of a tip. I've my podcast episodes were going an hour, little hour plus, And I was having a little challenging to edit for content as we've already talked about. Yeah. So that's where I decided to get them in that neighborhood of 35 minutes to do this. If, if, uh, I like to try new things. This yeah. Is yeah. I was, was trying here. So yeah, well you, you clocked in, off. you clocked in right at 28 minutes. So that was, uh, you know, in terms of trying to hit a, a time frame, you, you definitely did that. Hey, this is Dave. And in just a second, we're going to review the website of today's guests. But before we get to their website, I wanted to remind you about our website. That's podcastreviewshow.com. And if you'd like to get reviewed, simply go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me and start finding out those things that maybe you should do less of and those things that you should do a lot more of. Make your show better. Make your show grow. Podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Now back to our guest's website. So I like that you got a color scheme. Everything ties in nice with it. Um, you know, beyond adversity. It's not hard to read, but this white text on this kind of gray background. I'm not sure if there's anything you could do to maybe darken that picture a little bit just to make the up here with the big giant white text. It's, it's fine. Eric, did you have any problem reading that at all? Um, not on my monitor, I didn't, uh, but okay. looking at it here, uh, that it's smaller. I imagine if I'm looking at this on a phone, it might be a little more difficult to read. Yeah, that's, uh, but as we scroll down, you've got, you know, here's that. You have an email list here, which is great. The The only thing here is, uh, and I'm sure Eric's going to hit on this. There's, why would I put my name and email here? Um, I, I love when... <laughs> Eric, I've heard you say this on your on your show where you, people wake up and go, I hope I get to sign up for a newsletter today. <laughs> hope I have another newsletter in my inbox. Yay. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, you, yeah. you have a nice box elsewhere on your website where it gives them, uh, actually, I think it's the 40-day yeah. web or even right here, the, the yeah. four-minute life planning guide. Now, there's right. a reason for me to give you my name and email address, but that box at the top doesn't really give me doesn't entice me to put anything in. And they're pretty close together. So one of those should go. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would lose this one to the top with nothing here. Um, And then maybe if you wanted to, if it's possible, take your, your bio here and put it over here. So have your picture 
on the left and then your bio on the right. And then when they scroll down, they'll hit this uh, sign up here. You've got your latest episodes. You got a nice player, which is great. You, I always love the fact that people don't have to click and then click and then click to actually hear something. While we're here, if we go into follow, good. You've got your everything. In this case, you're using Captivate, so you've got all your links in there, which is great. Some people know that's there. Some people don't, but I always like, hey, in the, in the event yeah. they find that button, it's great that they can uh, uh, you know, follow the show right there. So you've got a, a couple episodes here. And then are these blogs at the bottom? Or yeah, those are foundational uh, podcast episodes. Okay. That I created when I first started the podcast six years ago. Got them. So that's kind and of my four foundations of my what I'm all about. Got it. They're and also then, I they're also blog posts too, though. Got it. My, and I see my challenge with the blog here is that these are from 2018, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you can remove the, the published date because if we're, if we're not adding any new content to the blog posts, mm. um, then, yeah. the, then let's get rid of the date because it just looks like, well, I looks stopped, not, uh, I stopped unloading new stuff five years ago. Yeah, I agree. And I, part of my revamping, I'm going to, I haven't done a lot of work on my website for a long time and I'm going to be using some new methodologies to try to do more blog posts based on the episodes as well. So, yeah, I do like that, you know, your, one of your calls to action was the AT ACTS plan and that's at the bottom and at the top. So it makes it easy to find when we go to your, your episodes here. Uh, again, yeah. it's kind of the same thing, just a different uh, lineup. So uh, let's go ahead and let's see, we were listening to the what one is, about what, one of the things that concerns me is when you click on those, the picture is so big, click on any of those. Okay. Uh, any of those episodes there, the, you know, the actual, uh, right. episode, you click on it. The picture is enormous Holy cow. and I need it, to work with the captivate people to see what I can do with about that. But anyhow, that well, is the, well, this is on your website though. Um, yeah. you should be able to go into, cause I always tell people that, uh you know, basically treat your podcast episode like a blog post, except it has a player on it. And then the blog post are your, your show notes. And on the episode we're looking here, you've got a nice summary here and a link to her website and everything like that. Then you have the, the actual transcript. So there's got to be a way on your, in if you go into this picture, depending on how that's set up, you should be able to not only shrink that down, but, you know, because uh, yeah, that's a little. You get a, get a little shock value there when they jump out at <laughs> you. Like that. Uh, but uh, I was trying to find the one with Cliff here. I forget what. Uh, I guess yeah, I gotta least... you got to go a little ways here. A couple more uh, well, panels there. Well, that's the thing I've noticed when I'm here. There is no search option hmm. that I could see. Um, got to go one one more, I think. But I, I love that you've got all the links here. I would have, again, to whatever that thing that Cliff was talking about, because I see you've got a lift to his, his website and everything like that. But I thought there was a specific one for whatever yeah. he was giving away. I'd put that yeah, here. That's a, that's a good point, right? You've got your email list here again. So, you know, all do I have, all, do I have the, the uh, email, um, you know, the asking yeah, for the, the email? Too. Is that too on there too many times, you think? No, it's at the bottom of the post. 
I don't know. What do you think, Eric? I mean, to me, at the bottom of the post, that's fine because they've gotten the information they want, and it's just a gentle nudge of, oh, by the way. Yep, you know. I like it on every page. Like, get yeah. in front of people as much as you can. You know, I think these posts are great. Uh, the picture, yeah, it's a little big, but I like the timestamps and I like the transcript and the the notes. It looks clean. You know, I like these pages a lot. Uh, of the website, two adjustments I'd make on the about page. A lot of people make their about page about them, which it mm. should be about you. But how can you frame your about page in a way that is inclusive of the visitor? Like, okay. have you ever felt this or have you ever struggled with that? I, I did. Here's part of my story. Mm. And make your about page really about your listener or about your ideal client while telling your story. Okay. So that, that'd be a little change I'd make on this page. And then on your... Um, on the uh, Axe Plan Starter Guide page, I don't know where this goes, but once you get here, you're never coming back. Like, mm. there's no navigation mm. on this page at all. I had to click the back button to get back. And the second thing on this page is that there's a misspelled word or missing word or something because that paragraph says, discover a process. Let me pull it up. Discover a process, the crush adversity and create your life. I don't know what the means. So yeah. the should be something else I'm thinking. Part of that's because I did a revamp of that particular page about two hours ago. And I just, was ah. and uh, so, yeah. So, okay. Uh, how about the artwork, the logo, the little mountain logo and the, um, you know, the, the podcast art itself. I've always been a little concerned that it's not visible. Yeah, the red the red on black lettering doesn't pop out on the podcast artwork. You know, the mountain, I'm not I, I like the mountain being red and the black background being black because it's a little subdued. It doesn't it doesn't it's not the focal point of the logo, so it doesn't need to pop out. But the uh podcast artwork square when it's that small it makes it a little hard to read when it's red on black. So I might adjust that, make it white. Like if I'm looking at your thumbnail uh, on the on the podcast player, when it's small, I can't even read what the red says. Yeah, yeah, that's a concern of mine. I would make the lettering red. I'd make the and the mountain red make the adversity white. I'd just flip it around. Okay. You have the wrong things popping out of the artwork. I see. Yeah. The mountain, the the, and the podcast don't need to be the words popping out. I think I should take my name out of it there. I, I will say this and most players, they're not going to be able to see it <laughs> because this will be about a, maybe 75 to a hundred pixels big in a phone. Yeah. So it's, should I take it's, the word podcast out? You could, you could just put beyond adversity. Yep. Uh, and, and when they're giant, you know, when we go to these different places and search for podcasts, they're tiny, you know? Oh, and so oh, I would yeah. say anything that you can do to make the name of the show bigger. So on know, that particular case, if I made beyond adversity, white took out and maybe made the mountain red perhaps and the uh, black background and just take out the and podcast of my name, that would might make it stand out more. The purpose of your artwork is to get people to stop scrolling through their favorite podcast app and, and notice your artwork. Oh. They go, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. What's that about? The things that there's two things that attract the eye. One is faces 
The other is white space. So okay. if you if you added if you took out everything except beyond adversity and add your face, that would capture somebody's attention. Or if you leave the mountain and leave beyond adversity, and that's it, the white space would capture their attention. Okay. Yeah. And white it, space doesn't necessarily need to be white space. It just needs to be space. Yeah. So, so it could be like the white on black in this case, if we, yeah. if I chose to go there. Okay. Yeah. So this is a really, I mean, this is Apple iTunes on a PC. It is the oldest version of Apple there is, but you'll see where somebody has the name of their, whoever this is here. And you're just not going to be able to read that. And so, you know, likewise here, this text here. But if you look at the black and yellow with all of the white space on that one in the upper right, yeah, and the big font, it captures your attention, and uh, you can read it. So, Eric, do you think I should put my beautiful face on there? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So the the artwork gets people to stop scrolling. The name of the show makes them say, "Well, this looks interesting," because it's already under a uh, category. So they know it's going to be business or lifestyle or health. They're going to say, well, that looks interesting. So they'll click on it. And then the description of your show makes them say, well, yeah, this sounds like it's perfect for me. Exactly what I'm interested in. And then the title of your episode gets them to push play. Yeah. So don't call your episode episode 27 because nobody's going to go. Ooh, finally, I found it. That actually (laughs) brings up a point. I just I'm curious about your take on this in terms of your permalinks. Should you leave it? You know, uh, they automatically drops in there, like the title of your podcast. And sometimes I know some people put the number in there, the permalinks, you know, like episode 20, 027 right. or whatever. Your guys' take, does that make any difference at all either way? Well, it makes it easy to, to direct people to it. So if you're, if you're uh, uh, drbradmiller.com slash EP117 for the 117th episode, now you can direct people there easily. Rather than Cliff dash Ravenscraft dash uh, love right. dash of dash his dash life dash insurance right. dash agent, yeah. like nobody's going to that. Right. So I I don't put I have a plugin on my website called Pretty Link. So my episode numbers are nowhere near my title. To me, the episode title is Beachfront Property, and you're not going to put a Starbucks there. Uh, you you put the big mansion there, and so I could have my title be whatever. And then in WordPress, I just say, oh, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 847 and redirect it to whatever the name dash dame dash. Because, you know, some people say those will bring in SEO, but I don't want to have to say that to anybody. Right. So, uh, but I, I, I do cry when I see somebody that will say, they'll spell out episode 16 and then they'll put maybe three words, you know, Eric K. Johnson. That's it. They're just going to put his name. Cause you know, everybody knows Eric and then they'll put a bar and I'm not making this up and it'll be the name of their show and their names. And I was like, well, your name, if it's in the author field is already searchable. The name of your show, wherever you are looking at the titles of the episode is about an inch and a half up the screen. So you don't need to do that. And I always say, if you have to put episode numbers, just put them at the end. Uh, and, and that, like Eric said, abbreviate them EP 16. Okay. Because I've been doing this for six years now, and I've enjoyed it. It has been kind of a good hobby and a kind of good way to get an outlet for my teaching. I'm really ready to take this to another level, to increase my downloads and impact. I want to really promote a coaching program with it. If you guys were going to give me some advice on how to take what we have here, what you've seen here, 
and to really ramp up its effectiveness, uh, give me one or two thoughts on what I can do to increase my downloads, increase what I can do to make it more of an impact. Well, to increase your downloads, you need to go get in front of people who aren't already aware of you. Mm-hmm. And the, my, in my opinion, the best place to find listeners for your podcast are other podcast listeners. Yeah. So because they already listen to podcasts, I don't have to explain to them how to listen or, you know, and the average podcast listener consumes between six and eight podcasts a week, different shows, uh, and, and like over 30% consume 11 or more a week. So if you can go uh, find podcast hosts who are already talking to your ideal listener and your ideal client or customer, go partner with them and get on their show. Uh, that's the best way to grow your audience. Yeah. yeah. I've been on a couple here recently. Yes, And then get those people on your email list so you can nurture that relationship and bring them back to your podcast to build a relationship with them there. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I would think, you know, for me, the, the three episode story arc doesn't work for me. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Guns N' Roses put out a double album once uh, and there was two and I, and there were two CDs. I know everything always goes back to music with Dave, <laughs> but both of them were all right. And I was like, you know, if they'd taken the four songs off this one and the three songs off this one, this would have been an amazing CD, but they're like, no, we want to put out a double album. And I was like, ugh. So, so uh, perhaps if I, in this particular case with Cliff Ravenscraft, if I had taken the, uh, it, done a little more content editing instead of having a 30 minute, three 30 minute episodes, maybe have one, one hour episode that would be more, uh, impactful. Yeah. With, with a little more, I guess the thing I was searching for here was what, what is Bud going to tell somebody he's going to say, Hey, you need to go listen to this podcast. This one I just heard with Cliff. Why? Like, what was the big thing that yeah. Bud's going to say? You got to hear how this guy almost became like an insurance guy. There, To me, it's like, what's going to get, you know, because 70% of people, according to Jacobs Media, this is it's getting a little old in the tooth. I think it's 2020 is when they put out this study. But they said 70% of podcasters get discovered via word of mouth. And as much as people go... There's no discovery thing in podcasting. And when I asked them, what are you looking for? And they're like, well, something that, that somehow is going to know what you like, and then it will recommend podcasts that fit what you like. And I go, oh, I have that. It's not artificial intelligence. It's actual intelligence. It's my friends. And they'll say, hey, have you seen the new shrinking thing on Apple Plus? It's totally dark comedy. You're going to love it. And they were absolutely right. So try to think about as you're editing, you know, okay, what's, what's the thing people are going to say, you got to hear this podcast. This was really yeah. cool. So yeah. um, it's the, yeah. the uh, latest Jacobs media tech survey was released today. So I'm looking forward to digging oh. into that and getting some fresh data from them, but absolutely word of mouth is the biggest way to get people to uh, discover a new podcast. And that isn't necessarily your friend telling you about it directly. You hear yeah. it mentioned on a podcast, you hear it mentioned, uh, on a radio show, you see it written about in social media or on a blog, or it's just brought up somewhere. I discovered Pat Flynn because I heard about four podcasts mention him. And I was like, all right, I got to go figure out who Pat Flynn is because apparently everybody's talking about it. This was when Pat just started, you know, had smart passive income had just come out. 
but I heard a couple of different people mention him and I thought, okay, I think Dave actually mentioned him. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if Dave's mentioned him and these other three people are mentioning him, I'm, I got to go at least see what the show's <laughs> all about. So Appreciate just it. get people to talk about you and that's how you'll grow. Appreciate and, that. Another thing you might look into is see if there are any other shows similar to yours. Uh, if nothing else to see if you can, you know, be a guest on theirs, but also, I mean, I mentioned Eric's show. I mentioned Daniel J. Lewis. You know, I, I just, we all kind of, cause we like each other's shows basically. Cause there are a lot of bad shows out there. So when there's a good one, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to point people at like, Oh, if you like my show, you should check out this guy too. And that way, um, you don't have to do anything super formal, but I've seen people do that where in, and I'm going to put up giant quotation marks here. It's a network, but you might all decide, Hey, you know, if you get maybe two other shows that are like yours, Hey, this week we're all going to mention, you know, Eric. And then okay. oh, next yeah. week and next week we're all going to mention Brad. And then next week we'll all mention Dave and you all just kind of cross promote each other. And it doesn't have to be anything super formal where you get a lawyer and, but it's like, it's just a, it's just a promotional tool. Just a good, just being a good, a good person. And uh, yeah, and you can and, you, you can swap promos and all sorts of fun stuff yeah. like that. Well, I appreciate both of you guys being good people to me, yeah. and uh, I consider it an incredible privilege that you guys uh, reached out to me to be a, a part of a podcast review show. Yeah. I know I'm a big, a big fan of school of Prod, uh, school of podcasting and a podcast a podcast talent coach. Yeah, and I just look to improve my game and listening to you guys helps me do that and others yeah. as well. And well, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Brad, you have a great show. I thought you did a great job. Cliff's a tough interview when you're trying to steer him in a particular direction. <laughs> Cause he knows where he wants to go. Cause he's been doing it for years. Uh, I thought you did a, a smash up job with it. The things Dave and I were poking out were just uh, little nuances that, yeah. that uh, you can go in and tweak to, to be a little bit better next time, but we love having you. Uh, thanks for being here. Where can people find you, Brad? DrBradMiller.com. Fantastic. There you go. And Eric, where can people find you? You can find me over at PodcastTalentCoach.com. All my good stuff is right there. And Dave, what about you? You can find me at SchoolOfPodcasting.com. And if you'd like to have your show right here on the Podcast Review Show, it's super simple. Go over to PodcastReviewShow.com slash ReviewMe. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course, and it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book, and you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for 
absolutely free and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.